Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, hello, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. I am your main bitch as usual. This is Kim here. And I hope you guys had a kick-ass weekend. And guess what? It's fucking Tuesday. What does Tuesday mean? That means it's a Vanderpump Rules night. Okay, cool. I'll tune in. But you know, you know my thoughts about Vanderpump Rules right now. It's okay. It's not Housewives of Salt Lake City. And we all know it's surely not our real Housewives of Potomac. Whoa, Eastern Shore weekend, watch the fuck out, salad throwing. First of all, Mia wasted a great salad on Candace. Mia, why'd you do that? That salad looked really, really good. And poor Chris had to clean up that shit. I will get there when we get to the main event. But first off, we're going to start off with what the bravo. Who also, I quickly forgot, but now I'm going to tell yins, guys. Guess who is going to Charleston, South Carolina on Thursday? Me! I'm so fucking excited. I've never been there before. Will I be on the hunt for any of our Southern Charmers? Fucking yes. Will I meet any of them? I don't know. But if I do meet any of them, I really hope it's not Thomas Ravenel. <laughs> But we'll see. I am going to try to go to the particular places that I see them on the show, like Republic. That's Leva's restaurant with her husband. I don't know if Nico is still around. That was Naomi's parents' restaurant, so I wonder if it's still there. And there is another one, some sort of chop house or something that I needed to check out because, like, they have a 14-layer chocolate cake, and this bitch is there for it all the time. One other, oh yeah, the other thing that I want to check out is I want to see if Shep's uh, old school dive bar is still there. I think it was called the Palace Hotel or whatever. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out, but I'm super excited. It's going to be a girls trip with some of my high school besties. So yes, we're going there on Thursday. I will be back on Sunday. I'm very, very excited. So if any of you guys have any suggestions of the things that I'm particularly missing, reach out to me because I... I am ready to go. But now we're going to do what the Bravo. So first off, this is last week's news, but I got to mention it. Nicki Minaj, people, Nicki Minaj is going to make an appearance on the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. Do you remember back in the day, like not that far back in the day, but whenever she was commenting on her Twitter about what was going on this season and then everyone's like, oh my God, Nicki should host a I was not saying that. I was not like, Nikki should host. I was just like, okay, if she comes on the show for a hot second, that's cool. I'll be cool with it. You can't take Andy's position, which she doesn't. She makes an appearance. So that'll be interesting. I feel like if she was hosting the whole entire thing, I think the show would get lost with her hosting it and people would only be talking about that versus the actual season of Potomac. So that's kind of big news sort of last week. But uh, yeah, Andy's still there. He's doing his thing as he should. But we all saw this on social media last week. So now let's move on to one of our Real Housewives of Atlanta, ladies. Hello, Phaedra Parks is coming back to TV people Phaedra Parks Southern Belle herself and drum roll please unfortunately it's not for the Real Housewives of Atlanta 
which makes me so bummed out. But also at the same time, congrats to you, Phaedra, because you're doing some shit that's kick ass. Now, where is she going as far as TV is concerned? Is she having her own reality show? No, she's not. She can add actress to her resume now because her new gig is playing some sort of character on this show called Covenant. They say it's the new anthology TV series. And yeah, I guess she is a new character on the show. So I can't remember what TV network it's on, but definitely go check it out when it's out there because we all love Phaedra and she needs to come back to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, don't you think that would just be so epic because Cynthia's gone, Portia's gone. We need to get someone back that can cause shit. And Phaedra did it so well because she did it so quietly. And those people are the ones that you have to watch out for the quiet ones are usually the ones that stir up the shit and it's fucking golden and Phaedra I just miss you I want you to come back to the show so this show Covenant is talking about love betrayal revenge redemption and how faith can help get you through all of these things so TV series Phaedra Parks Covenant go check it out now we're gonna go to some Real Housewives of Beverly Hills news concerning an old school housewife Lisa Vanderpump. So apparently, Lisa Rinna threw some shade about Vanderpump, I don't know, a few days ago or something, about how Lisa Vanderpump doesn't have the balls to come back on Beverly Hills. So Vanderpump was asked about it, and she said to whoever it was, it was like Entertainment Tonight or something, by the way, I found this on Reality Blurb, you know. And uh, she says, unless they kind of clean the house, then maybe, which means she'll come back as long as it's just Sutton and Garcelle. Everyone else she wants out of there. So Lisa doesn't want to deal with the old school bitches, which I can completely understand. And I think maybe at this point, maybe Beverly Hills has seen its better days with the old school cast. Maybe you need to revamp it like they're trying to do with Orange County, which I don't know. I haven't really heard a lot about Orange County lately, but... I feel like that show is almost going to be, I don't know, to me it's going to be like the Dallas, what Dallas was back in the day for me, and we all know that Dallas isn't filming anymore, like they're done with the show. I feel like Orange County, unless it can step up their game with the new people and get more drama that we all used to enjoy with that franchise, I think it might be going on its way out, personally. I don't really see any particular housewife that is loved and adored like Vicky was and Tamra, whether she's coming back for a hot second or not. I just feel like what Dallas was for me back whenever it was still a show, I feel like Orange County has now taken its place. So I'm a little scared for that, but we will also have to wait and see. So someone from Entertainment Weekly or whatever also asked Vanderpump if she was in touch with the fired castmates or ex-castmates of Vanderpump Rules. And this is what she said. This is a quote now. She says, I don't really have anything much to do with interacting with them. I did send baby presents and have kind of congratulated them and we have spoken. But they're not part of my life unless they're really on the show or working for me. Was that a good Vanderpump uh, accent? I don't know. It probably sucked. But you know what? I gave my all. So I guess if you're not working for Vanderpump and you're not on the show, you're dead to her. That's what it seems like with what she said. I don't know. I'm not working for her, so that bitch never even thought of me because she doesn't even know who I am. Now, Evolution Media. 
which is obviously production company for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Some of those producers here, this is crazy. This is Beverly Hills related. Some of these producers are being subpoenaed for the unaired Erica Jane footage for this past season. Jay Elderson, who is the guy that's suing Erica and Tom over the missing money for these plane crash victims, he wants all the video and shit that hasn't been aired to see if it will help his case. So will it reveal anything? I don't know. Do I want to know? Absolutely. Now, the president of the Evolution Media Productions came on and he said, this is his quote, the show is an authentic reflection of what occurred in real time. No accommodation was made for Erica while shooting. Well, I'm excited to see what the reunion holds. There's some shit that's going to be blown up. In my opinion, it's going to be entertaining as fuck, so I am ready to go. Now, we're going to go to the second day. I think it's day two of the Eastern Shore hang weekend with the husbands and the ladies. Salad throwing. Here we go. Where's the raspberry vinaigrette, balsamic vinegar, whatever. Let's get our dressing and let's talk about the main event. So the main event starts. Well, not really. It kind of continues from last week. Your mama's low budget. No, you're low budget. Your visuals for your music video are low budget. Don't talk about my mom. Don't talk about her. Salad throw. Salad throw by Mia. Again, she wasted a good ass salad for Candace, which Candace does not deserve that. Not because it was mean, but like, why are we giving Candace so much attention? We all know that she wants it, but... I don't know. I've had it up to here with Candace. I'm back on the I'm over Candace boat. You know what I mean? Like, it's just poor Chris. How is he married to someone like her? I don't understand. He seems like a genuine dude. And as I said before, I think I'm getting like more attracted to him each time that I see him on a scene. I'm like, hold damn. I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I do. So salad throw. Oh, then we see Mia too. She kind of gets this like porcelain whatever. She bangs it on the table. Holy hell, that's crazy. It broke. Whoa. And then Candace like almost threw, but she didn't throw. She kind of like slid over this like candle looking stick or whatever. I don't know what it was. But there was no hands in the air. There was no dragging that happened like last year. But it was still a shit show. And uh, it was great. I also hate the fact whenever this is happening, Candace then looks at me and says, you watch yourself, watch yourself. Like she's trying to be all hard and shit. Like, girl, I don't understand why you are trying to act that way. That is not who you are. Stop trying to be someone you are not because no one buys it. You can go fight with your words all day. But like sometimes I'm like, how can we feel bad for you? How can we feel bad for the shit that happens to you when, one, you can't shut your trap? I don't understand that. Sometimes it's like you get what you give. You reap what you sow. Now, during all of this, Mia leaves because she doesn't want to deal with a five-year-old called Candace. Karen is then trying to calm her down. She's trying to calm Candace down after Mia left. And then Candace is like, no, she can't come after me. Oh, my God, she's so annoying. So then Mia comes back to the room, and she's trying to tell Candace, not tell, they're, like, yelling at each other, but she's trying to talk to her about how her mom is recovering and all this kind of shit. 
And Mia says that Candace should grow the fuck up and that you're spoiled, which we all know. Mia, we've known that forever. I think even Candace knows. It's just like she doesn't like to be labeled as that. But bitch, you are. So just get over it. Own it, as Lisa Rinna would say. Just own it. Tell the truth and own it. That was a Kyle and Rinna at the same time. Hmm. Now, can we recall, though, before Mia threw the salad, Candace warned her about having her hand in her face. So Mia put her hand in Candace's face. And then Candace said something like, don't do that. Don't do that. You weren't here last year. You don't know what happened. And it was just like, bitch, you are trying. You are trying to have that happen to you again so you can have a whole nother storyline about you and how you're the victim and how someone came after you when realistically you started the shit And I just, I don't, this is why we don't feel bad for you, Candace. This is why most of us, I mean, I'm sure there are people that do feel bad for you. I feel bad for you in a way that you can't like be good with yourself. That's what I feel like. I don't know if you feel good with yourself. Maybe you do. But to me, with you trying to be up in everyone else's business and trying to cuss everyone out, that tells me that there's something wrong within you and you're trying to figure it out and you're trying to deflect you're trying to deflect on it on someone else. Could I be wrong? Fucking yeah. I'm no therapist, but I do have opinions, okay? It's just interesting that she literally is putting herself in the same exact position that she was in with Monique last year. I mean, it's literally the same thing, except instead of hands put on each other, there's salad thrown at each other. It's a little different, but also at the same time, the the theme is pretty much the same, and the common denominator is Candace Dillard Bassett and we all know that and I'm pretty sure she knows that but Candace is famous now so I feel like she's using that on purpose so she can have people talk about her more download her music and all this stuff which you know what she's trying to capitalize on it good for you boo I get that but you know I I don't feel bad for you I really don't it's not like you're an innocent victim here like you're trying to play like we don't buy the shit we don't buy it Not only that, even Giselle said in her confessional later on in the episode that she's like, man, did we not learn something from last year, Candace? I don't think we did because you're doing the same shit. So that was pretty, pretty telling. After that whole discussion ended, Mia's going to her husband, Gordon, says, I want to go. I don't want to be here. So he's like, all right, let's go. And then what happens? Chris and Eddie are then playing pool. Well, this is during the whole thing. Chris and Eddie are playing pool. And Wendy comes to get Eddie and she's like, you have to get Mia and Gordon because they're about to leave. And Candace is going all crazy. Like, you guys got to help me out. So then Chris and Eddie come down. Eddie's trying to talk to Mia and Gordon about staying. And then it's interesting. Candace was in the kitchen and then Chris comes in. And then all of a sudden Candace is like, oh, I got to stop because I'll get yelled at. What the fuck? Is this your husband or is this your dad? I'm confused. And I even saw that on some people's Instagrams this morning. There's some sort of like daddy situation happening right now with Candace and her relationship with Chris, or at least in that particular scene, it was definitely like a father-daughter relationship and it was kind of weird and I didn't really understand it. But, you know, when you act like a child, you're going to get that from whoever it is. And I just, you know, just grow up. You're like my age. You're like 34. Like act that way. I can't understand. But I do love the fact that as she's trying to defend herself to Chris on what happened and he's like, well, I mean, you know, you did throw salad on her first like what the fuck do you expect and 
you know, Chris is over the bullshit, which I totally would be too. I mean, I think the first bullshit is you're married to Candace, so I would be over that. But (laughs) other than that, and, you know, maybe she really is a good person, but she is not a good person on TV. She isn't. And then sometimes I'm like, granted, I know that these reality shows aren't a thousand percent reality. I get that. But with these reality shows, do you really think all of these people are really good actors? Do you think they're really good enough actors? I don't know. Is Candace really that great of an actress to be doing all of this shit? Or is that just who she is? Because if she really was a great actress, wouldn't she be up there trying to get roles like Jennifer Lawrence is doing? Fucking who else? Why can't I think of actresses right now? (laughs) This is ridiculous. But you get what I'm saying. Is she really that great of an actress that she should be doing that? I, I don't think so. So maybe this is part of really who she is. Think about it. Yeah, think about it. Karen is then trying to console Mia in another room. So is Wendy. And they're like, don't try to have anyone take anything away from you or try to bring you down and your mom. And that whole comment about the low budget thing, it really hurts you. And, you know, we see that Mia starts crying because it really did hurt her. It affected her. This is her mother, you know, that went through a really hard time when she was growing up. And she is sober now. And she wants, Mia wants her mom to stay on that path. And it hurt whenever Candace was like, your mom's low budget, basically nothing. Like, that's rude. That's rude. We all know it. And then eventually, we're going to go back to Candace and her five-year-old self with Chris. And Chris is basically saying, you should just be the bigger person. And someone's just got to be like, okay, what the fuck, man? Like, get over it and just let it go. And then Candace was like, no, I'm not going to be the bigger person. You're not going to say what you want. No, ma'am, not about me. And it's just like, oh my God, this is crazy. Chris then says, did you ever think that the way that Mia is projecting herself on you means that she's insecure? But then Chris says, he's very insightful, this man. He says, but then you, Candace, for you to comment back, isn't that kind of showing that you're a little insecure too? And then she freaks out and she's like, no, I'm not insecure. Uh, no, I drive back. I'm Candace. No, no. Candace, he was calling you out and he was doing a damn good job too because that shit was real. It was real. He says, don't you think someone should just say shut the fuck up and be the bigger person? Yes, Chris. Yes. Claps, yes, that's 100% true. For some odd reason, Candace never got the memo. Maybe she will once she gets to 10 years old. Hopefully, I'm praying for her. (sighs) Again, she's just really annoying me. She annoyed me in this episode. I don't know her. She might be really awesome, but that's just where I stand. As a character on Real Housewives of Potomac, I don't like her. (laughs) I also was thinking too, with Chris dealing with Candace the way that she acts pretty frequently, it's very consistent. In my mind, I was like, dude, how can you be married to her? Like, she has to be really good in bed for you to want to stay with her because what, mention her redeeming qualities where you can like put up with her five-year-old antics. Like, I would really want to know because it, it is confusing to me, but I'm also here for it. I'll watch it every week, so bring it on, baby. So then we get to Escala, and then she is bringing up the low-budget comment, and to Mia. This is uh, in the room. I think Karen's in there. Wendy's in there. Ascala, Mia. So Ascala says, you know, you brought up that low budget thing to Candace. And I think it really, really did hurt her. And Mia was acknowledging that. 
But then also she was like, you know, well, I mean, her thing was low budget. And you know what? When I was starting my business, it was low budget. Like I had to save my pennies. But now I make like 450K or whatever. She brings up the amount. I can't remember exactly how much it was. But then Ascala was like, why do you why do you always have to bring up money? Is it because whenever you were little, like you didn't really have that much? So now you're talking about it. And Mia was like, you know what? I worked really hard and I want to talk about it because I worked so damn hard, which respect. I get that. But I don't think you really have to bring it up all the time. It doesn't have to be a topic of conversation every five seconds with your with your closest girlfriends. And I'm on a scholar side for that. I think there's a time and a place for that. And on a fun weekend with the gals and their hubbies, I don't think it's the time to discuss money. Unless the guys are giving you money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> So Ascala just wants them to have a good old time, not talk about business, not talk about money for the weekend. And I am here for that. Then the girls disperse or whatever. And then all of a sudden, Karen is talking to Mia and Gordon. And then Gordon, he's like, oh, he's he's uh, he's kind of freaky. He's slick and slithery and in such a bad way. He looks at Karen. He's like, why do you look so good, girl? And then he sticks out his tongue. Oh, my God. I felt so uncomfortable. He's like, blah, blah. It's so gross. It's like this. Uh, I can't even describe it because it was so uncomfortable because he did it multiple times. And then even Karen in her confessional, she's like, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, I'm going to tell Ray about this. Like, you're sticking your tongue out of me. Like, this is crazy. Like, Gordon, come on. Don't you know who you're dealing with? She is the ambassador of Surrey County. You can't be doing that shit. Show her some respect. So that was a weird scene, but I can understand why it was put into the episode because it's quite hilarious. And then all of a sudden, because we already know that Gordon is a little lit, he's talking about how he did see Mia in the strip club. Because I think, you know, Candace was like, oh, you were picked up at the strip club. And he's like, I didn't pick you up at the strip club. I saw you there as a waitress and a performer, but I would like pay you $10,000 just so we could talk, just so we could converse about lots of things, religion, politics, cake, pie, family. (laughs) He didn't say any of that shit, but could you imagine someone paying you $10,000 just to talk? I mean, I don't know. He's not her attorney, so I could see the $10,000 to talk if you're talking to an attorney for something, but I don't know, if I met some random dude down the street giving me $10,000 just to talk, that's suspect. Suspect. Ashley thought so too. We'll get there in the weekly shade for that. But it was kind of funny. But then we're going back to Chris. Good old Chris. The attractive man Chris that I'm seeing right now. I'm very confused, but I'm here for it. He's in the kitchen. And listen, he's a good fucking guy. Why? He's cleaning up the fucking mess that his wife started with Mia. I mean, technically Mia threw the fucking shit, but Candace did throw the first piece of lettuce. Roll back that tape, baby. You will see it. So he's cleaning up the fucking lettuce on the floor. And then Ashley comes in. Just, I don't know what she was doing there, but she was just coming in the kitchen for something. And you know what? Chris is a good motherfucker. And I'll tell you why. He says, you know, Ashley... I know that you and my wife don't really seem to get along, 
But I do want to congratulate you on baby number two. I still follow you on Instagram. And I have to say, motherhood looks really great on you. How sweet is that? Now, Candace, watch watch that scene of what your husband does. And hopefully you can learn something from that. You know, I mean, I really don't think that Chris wants to be at heads with anyone. That sounds so fucking weird. But I don't think he wants to be in an argument or in a bad place with anyone. So he can kind of just acknowledge that, yeah, maybe maybe Ashley isn't really his favorite because she said shit about Candace. Okay, she's not his favorite. That's fine. But he's not going to be a five-year-old and try to throw lettuce and shit at her because he's an adult. He'll be able to deal with it in an adult manner and he'll still show respect to her. It's not like they're going to kick it together, but he knows how to do it the proper way. (sighs) Maybe that's why him and Candace work so well because they're complete opposite with that shit. But Ashley was very appreciative of that comment. And she also brought up, yeah, you know, your wife, she called me why the other day. And it's like, I don't know, dude. But this is funny, too. So (laughs) Chris doesn't want to be in the middle of this shit, but he knows he kind of is. So whenever Ashley said, yeah, she called me wide. And (laughs) he's like, I mean, my wife, she she just uses a lot of adjectives. That's a way where he's not sticking up for her in a way, but he's also not sticking up for Ashley. He's just saying like a fact. (laughs) So it can really go the other way. I I don't know. I just thought that was a funny moment. So now we're in Ashley's room after that whole scene. So Ashley goes up to her room now. Karen's there with Wendy and Ascala and of course Ashley. So they're talking about the whole tossing of the salad. And then Ashley was like to Karen, don't you know that tossing a salad is another another meaning? And then Karen's like, what? No. And then the girls tell her and then she's like, oh, my God. No. Oh, my gosh. No way. I'm getting married again. I can't be doing this. And then she walks away because she doesn't want to be like, oh, no, I'm so not scandalous like that. And then Ashley and her confessional she's like yeah you know what it's hard to stay married for as long as Karen and Ray has so mm, they got to be doing something okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ashley you're a thousand percent right she probably does more things that we don't even know Ugh. honestly I don't really want to know though <laughs> then there's Mia we're in her room with Gordon Gordon then falls asleep very quickly and he's out like a light like holy shit he's down for a long time She's calling her mom just to check in with her and her kids just to see how they're doing. Uh, So that was a cute little moment. People are then getting ready for dinner. And then who decides to show up? But the green-eyed bandits, baby, they arrive to the eastern shore separate but together. So they did end up coming. Giselle did bring her luggage. And when they walked in the door, Chris helped Giselle to her room to the only room that was left in the in the building. And it was like two double beds or something, basically in the attic and uh, no bathroom. So her and Robin are basically going to be sharing this room together with no bathroom on the second floor. And guess what? Robin's on her period. So she doesn't even want to be there anyways. But she definitely wants her own fucking bathroom, which I respect because I feel the same way when I have my period. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be around you. I want to be left alone. And I want to eat my ice cream. So it's annoying. Candace then comes to greet Robin and Giselle in their attic room. And then they're talking about the whole salad thing, even though Candace was like, I don't want to talk about it. And then she talks about it. (laughs) Of course. Giselle 
is bringing up the fact to Candace, and of course she's not going to listen because oh, that means she did something wrong. Giselle tells Candace, talking to someone's mom versus talking about someone's mom, they're two different things. And then Candace is like, no, they're not. No, they're not. They're the same thing. And then Giselle and Robin both said that she's wrong. What she did was wrong. We all fucking know that. And then Candace is like, no, I'm not wrong. I'm defending myself. I'm not wrong. Ugh, it just, it kills me. So she did admit, though, which surprisingly she said this. Candace said that she saw the hurt in Mia's face whenever she was coming after her mom. But then she did. She's like the I'm sorry, but girl. She's like, I'm sorry that I saw Mia's pain on her face. But did no one see the pain on my face about the low budget comment? It's not always about you, Bronwyn. It's not always about you, Candace. Learn it. So then Wendy comes in and welcomes the girls. And uh, then Giselle was like, OK, well, what's the bathroom situation like? There, there isn't a bathroom here. And then Wendy's like, what? I, I don't fucking know. And then she's like, Giselle says, yeah, but you're like the host. And she's like, well, all these girls, I didn't do room assignments. They kind of picked their own shit. So because you guys are the last ones, this is what you get. And then Giselle says, I have a broken foot. Where are the fucking bathrooms? And then Wendy's like, there's two bathrooms downstairs. And then she just like leaves after Ashley comes in and the four of them do like a welcome like tequila shot toast or whatever. Then Wendy leaves. She's like, bye, bitch, in her mind. But I don't know. Wendy, that's not right what you're doing. I know you don't like Giselle right now. I'm sure you probably aren't really thinking of Robin, but you still are the host. You do see that she has a broken foot. What do you expect her to do in the middle of night? Go up and down how many flights of stairs to go to the bathroom and shit? That's wrong. I don't think Giselle would do that to you, even if you had a fucked up foot and all that shit on a vacation. So... I feel like you're in the wrong with that, but whatever. What do I know? So then the ladies are getting ready for dinner. They're going to Foxy's. And uh, the ladies get in the car. Karen and Giselle are actually having a good time. As Giselle would say, we are kikiing it and we're having a good time. And while they were in the car, Karen was talking to Giselle and says, do you know what tossing a salad is? And then Giselle's like, yeah, do you know what a tea bag is? And then she's like, what? No, what is a tea bag? So Giselle had to explain it to her. And uh, after that, Karen was like, oh, no, but good. Being all innocent. It's almost like Karen is like the Ramona of Potomac because do we recall whenever they were in Mexico this was Leah's first season and (laughs) they were in Mexico and I think it was for Dorinda's birthday or something that's when Luann came out with the big ass boobs and she happy birthday (laughs) oh my god I gotta watch that shit it was so funny but Leah said something about dick or boobs and then Ramona was like oh I can't deal with this. And she walks away. And then she looks at Leah and she says, you know, you say all this shit. I don't say all that shit. You know what? I I am much of an angel, but I am a freak in bed. And then she like goes away. I feel like that's Karen. That's Karen. So Ramona equals Karen vibes. I think it's great. Karen equals Ramona. There. Bing, bang, boom. Not only are we having the tossing of the salad in the tea bagging in the car, but we are also talking about the GOV. Now, what is G-O-V again? Because I thought it was a G-V-O weekend. Good vibes only? No. G-O-V, baby. As Chris would say, good only vibes. But as Mia would say, good old vagina vibes. Hmm. Is that the vagina monologues coming in? Not sure. So 
I thought Wendy would have come in and said, GOV, that means government. Mm, but she didn't. So there's that GOV, GVO, XYZ, whatever. We're here for it. Let's go to Foxy's, baby. And then when we get there, Wendy is announcing to everyone the itinerary for them uh, for the rest of the weekend. They're going on a boat. They're going to have a good old crab dinner. Sounds like a lot of fun. Ashley then sees this table of four dudes, tells that to uh, Giselle. She's like, hey, that one guy's looking at you, Giselle. Like, look over there. And then she's like, oh, yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad. So Ashley wants to help Giselle out. She wants to get Giselle some action because she probably hasn't seen any for a little for a little while. And I guess the last action she had was Jamal. And we all know that probably sucked. Also, at this point, I feel like Robin is on her phone because she's trying to find a different place to stay. The bitch has her period. She doesn't want to stay sharing a bedroom with someone where there's no bathroom that she can go and like do her thing. I feel the same way. I would want my own bathroom. I would want to be left alone. So I think she's trying to <laughs> she's trying to book something quickly. The waitress then brings over shots for the whole table and says that it's from the four gentlemen at the table that Ashley was talking to Giselle about. She's like, oh, this is from the gentleman over there. Oh, but before the commercial break, this was crazy and hilarious and uncomfortable. The four women at the other side of the table, not sitting with the guys, look over and see that our Potomac gals got shots and then they looked over at the dudes and they're like you're not gonna get us shots for your wives and then commercial but holy shit those four dudes bought shots for the whole table of our potomac peeps but did not even have did not even have the fucking inkling to buy shots for their wives what the fuck that's messed up ew wendy then comes in because she sees us she's like what the fuck those are your wives Holy shit, waitress, waitress, get them whatever they want because they had to deal with that bullshit basically from those dudes. Oh my God, I couldn't believe that. That that was fucking real. You can't write that shit. That was real and I'm sure that's happened many, many other times. Not with them, but just in life. That's all I'm saying. And then Karen goes over to the guy's table and says, you know what, guys, I'm Karen and I'm having my 25th wedding anniversary with Ray, my husband. And I think that you guys should get your wives anything. You really need to buy them whatever. You got to make them pay, honey, is basically what she was saying. And yes, you should pay. Buy your wives whatever they want. Because what you did was so not cool. And you did it on national television. Like, what the fuck? <sighs> so then, Ashley. Ooh, she's stirring the pot a little bit on this, but I loved it. At the table. Everyone's at the table. About to eat or whatever. They're appetizers. Ashley looks over at Chris. They're like sitting across from each other, I think. And she's like, you know what, Chris? How did it feel about the Candace and Mia situation today with the whole salad throwing and... uh how did that feel? Cue to Giselle's confessional. She's like, Ashley, we were doing so good. Why'd you have to do this? We all know that in her mind, she was probably like, yes, Ashley, do it because I don't want to do it, do it. So getting back to Chris, he said to Ashley, you know what? I, I don't subscribe to that action and the behavior and you girls can do whatever you want to do. But like us guys, we want to be cool because we are cool. Like we're fine with each other. We don't want to be involved in your bullshit. But if you guys have bullshit, it sucks that we got to be tied into it in some way when I just want to be good with the guys. And like with you guys acting the way that you do, there's always some shit with it. And it's basically it's exhausting. Chris also admits that he wants to get at a good place with Michael. 
because he's at a good place with Gordon. Even though Candace and Mia had the shit, he's still good with Gordon. He wants to get that way with Michael. (sighs) But then Ashley said, she comes back and she says, you know what, though, Chris? You said some things about Michael. And he's like, I have never, ever, ever spoken shit about Michael. Ever. Then Ashley was like, well, Candace has. Well, Ashley, we all know that. We've seen it on the show. Clearly, we know. But whenever she said that to him and he's like, well, that's between you guys. That has nothing to do with me. He's absolutely right. So I think Ashley's kind of in the wrong sort of in that respect. Like she does have to acknowledge like the fight between her and Candace is between her and Candace, not the husband's. But I feel like if I was in her situation, then I'd probably act the way that she she is. But Ashley, you're wrong. (laughs) So Candace then said that Michael called Chris white trash. Okay, and he I think he did. That was at Juan and Robin's engagement party, I think, last year. I think I do recall him saying that. But then Ashley comes back and says, well, you know what, Candace, you called Michael a slave driver. But we see the actual tweet. And I think she said overseer. Both are awful, okay? So Candace then responds and says, yeah, well, he drives slaves. Candace, shut your mouth. You just, no words. There are no words for that. I don't even know how, I don't subscribe to that bullshit. I don't, I can't, I can't with you. So of course, from those, from that little tidbit of information spewed to each other, We all know that it wasn't going to end in fucking polka dots and moonbeams. There are no rainbows up in the sky. Fuck no. It is a thunderstorm. A thunderstorm with thunder and lightning. Okay. People start yelling. Coming with the arguing and the yelling. Who is it with? Of course, it's Candace. Ashley. Then Mia chimes in. And Chris, again, he said that he doesn't subscribe to this shit. So what does he do? He tries to calm her down. Of course, she doesn't listen. She is a little princess that she is. I'm not going to call. I'm fine. You stay. And then you know what? In his mind, he's like, fuck off. I'm leaving. So he gets up and he leaves. But let's just think about this. Ever since we met Chris and Candace, this is not the first time that they've done this before. This is not the first time that Candace clearly has made a scene in front of the ladies, but also in front of her husband. This is not the first time where he's trying to help her calm down. This is not the first time where she retaliates with him, against him, right? This is not the first time that we see that. And this is not the first time that we see him leave the situation. This is a pattern that these two have together. I'm not saying that it's healthy. I don't think that it is. But this behavior from them is expected from my perception, of the show because we've seen it over and over and over again. So he leaves. And again, I feel bad for Chris because he's got to deal with this shit. So it's literally like, I don't know. It's it's insane. And then you have Giselle and Ashley and Robin talking while Chris left and everyone else is bickering and whatnot, which is really Candace and Ashley, whatever. And Giselle says to Ashley, no, no, no. Giselle says, Ashley, she didn't even start anything last year between the Monique thing because Candace was like, well, you came in and you were trying to ruin everything uh, and you are against me. It's because she wrote the statement for Monique, if we recall. She was talking about Monique's character. She wasn't talking about the actual fight because she was in the bathroom. We already fucking knew that. But Candace is butthurt about it, which I totally would be too. But Giselle was saying, Last year had nothing to do with Ashley. So you did get involved, though, Ashley. She did. She recognizes that. 
Poor Dre. That's Escala's husband. <laughs> he goes outside to get Chris to calm him down, bring him in. <laughs> Chris has had it with a BS. And then Dre looks at Chris and he says, does this happen all the time when they get together? And Chris says, yes, all the fucking time, all the time. The guys go back inside, and I'm sure Dre, in his mind, is like, what the fuck? He's going to go talk to Ascala later on in the evening. He's probably going to be like, I don't want to be around these fucking people ever again. Like, this is fucking crazy. This happens every fucking time they get together. I'm out, honey. I'm out. So at the dinner table, Mia is saying that the girls are not acting on good character, herself included. So guess what? Look at Candace. Mia's taking accountability for her actions. She knows what she's doing is kind of fucked up too. She can acknowledge it. The only difference between you and her is right now, you can't acknowledge it. You think everyone else is wrong and you think that everyone's coming after you and that you're right. You are not the golden child. That's it. When Mia says this about not being a good character, Candace is like, well, this isn't your fight. Calm down, Candace. Calm down. Take a drink. You're thirsty. It's crazy to me that she dishes it so well, but she can't, she can never, she's like one of those people like dishes it out but can't take it. She's one of those people. And this is, again, why people don't really feel bad for her. Chris then comes back and he begs Candace, begs her to be the bigger person and let the shit go. And then she says, well, I calmed down when you left. No, you didn't, bitch. You were just as fired up as you were whenever he was still at the table. Roll back that tape, baby. Now we get to Ashley, Robin, and Giselle. They're talking about last year with the drag me, Monique. And Giselle said, I feel like last year happened in vain. Like Candace didn't learn a damn thing. She didn't. And the other girls are agreeing. And I think a lot of us will agree with you because I'm not seeing any good change in her. I'm not. I see a lot of the same shit. It's a pattern, baby. Let's go on to the Dueling Divas. We already know who they are. Duel number one. Mia and Candace, yeah. So Candace is dysfunctional and she needs therapy from Mia's opinion. Could be true. But if she gets therapy, she should not be getting it from her mom. Please go to someone else. I think your mom needs therapy too. Candace clearly doesn't care about Mia. She doesn't care about the mom stuff at first. Whenever she brought up, whenever she learned about Mia's mom situation, at first she's like, I don't care. I don't care about her mom. People are talking about Dorothy all the time. I don't care. But then she does care. So that kind of gives me a little bit of hope that she's not like so such a cold hearted bitch. But I don't know. Maybe she wants to be seen as a cold hearted bitch because she knows that she really isn't one. I don't know. But that's a huge duel. That is the duel of the episode for sure. And then the other one is Candace and Ashley. Candace can't let go from last year. Ashley can't let go from the previous comments and shit that Candace has said about her and Michael in the past. So it's just sort of like the same shit. It's like a, what is it? A broken, it's a broken record. I can't believe it took me so fucking long to figure that out. But they're like a broken record at this point. I think they just need to agree that they're not going to be good friends. And I think they need to get to a point where they can just be civil and just respect each other's presence. But you don't really have to engage with each other. 
I did enjoy the fact and appreciate that Ashley did bring up to Candace at the dinner. You put your hand in Monique's face last year and then you were telling Mia today, oh, don't put your hand in my face. So like you've been there already. Why the fuck are you doing it again? We don't understand it. And then when this is happening, what did the producers do? They brought back the scene from whenever Candace was like, good night, with her fucking hand spinning in Monique's face. Mia just did the same thing to you, Candace. I think you're mad that you didn't do it first. So now we're going to go to our weekly shade. There's a good amount of weekly shade. So let's get to it. So the first weekly shade, I would say comes from Miss Ashley. She's getting to be a little bit of a potster in this episode, which makes me hopeful and excited that she's going to do more and more of it, especially at the reunion. She's so great at that shit. (laughs) So she says in her confessional, this is about Gordon dropping those $10,000 for just a conversation with Mia. And Ashley was basically saying, that's a lot of money that you're spending just to talk. Just saying. Shady, but true. I loved it. Now, Ash is also talking about Candace on how Candace really isn't capable of being a mature adult. That is also, I wouldn't say that's shady. I would just say that's true. It's true. Now, we're going to go to Robin talking about how when they just arrived, her and Giselle, and since they got pretty much the shitty ass rooms with no bathrooms... I feel like Robin was making light of the situation because we all know that she didn't want to be there. She even said, she's like, I don't even care at this point. I want to go home. Like, fuck all of you. (laughs) She looks at Giselle before and she's like, you know what? We're going to go and be on a low budget for the weekend. LOL, LOL, Robin, you're making light of the situation. Even on your period, I appreciate you, girl. Yes. So another little shady moment when the girls are in the car. It's really kind of funny with how many seats there were available in this car that Mia and Candace end up sitting next to each other. I mean, that's kind of funny. Candace refers to this whole thing. She's like, you know, me sitting next to Mia is like being picked last on a dodgeball team. Here's my thought. Uh, Candace, you don't look much of a dodgeballer type of gal to me. Did you even play? Do you even know how to play the game? I mean, I don't know. She just doesn't look like a dodgeball kind of gal, if you ask me. Then another shade thrown by Candace. Uh, it's about talking about Ashley. She needs to turn a find a friend on biatch. I guess it's like a find my iPhone type of app that she's trying to be funny about. But like I didn't really understand it. I didn't think it was that funny. So Ashley needs to turn on the app find a friend bitch because Michael isn't even there with all the other husbands. And what the fuck? So is he with a stripper? Is he with someone else? We don't know. That was shady. And that's all the shade. (laughs) That's all the shade that I got. So now we're going to go to the quote. Quote moments, quote moments. I got four. So the first one, it's Mia, said by Mia. And of course, it's about Candace, okay? And it actually reminded me, uh, it took me back to the Real Housewives of Orange County when, um, what the fuck, when Gina was talking about Bronwyn. Didn't Gina call Bronwyn a chihuahua? I think she did. I can't, I remember the scene. It was at Shannon's house where there was a pool and like shit was thrown in the pool or whatever. Uh, I think Gina did call her a chihuahua. But 
Nonetheless, Mia says about Candace, quote, I'll be damned if I let a little fucking chihuahua take that shit from her. Referring to her mom and her sobriety. So that's like some serious shit. But I did find the whole little fucking chihuahua thing quite funny. And uh, I guess it fits, right? So the next quote that I have is Chris, believe it or not. Uh, Attractive Chris. Oh, my God. Like, I need a moment. So I did like this. It's not funny. I just think it's something that we all should live by at this point. Uh, Yeah, here it is. He says, it's okay to respond one time. The more you speak on it, the more you show that it bothers you. Thank you, Chris. And this is why I'm getting highly more attracted to you with each time I see you. So bring it on, baby. Okay. So next one, Karen, Karen talking about the tea bag. (laughs) And she says, as she is dipping her actual tea bag in the confessional, she is saying, this is the only tea bagging I do. Thank you. And she's like dipping the tea bag in her tea. I just thought that was funny. It was a very Karen moment and I appreciated it. And the last quote, baby, again, is from Karen Huger, believe it or not, the ambassador of Surrey County. And she says this is at the end of the show after Giselle was like, I need to apologize to the whole restaurant because we just caused the scene like holy fucking shit. And then I have never heard of this, but I feel like people have used this before. So Karen says, this is a pissing contest. Nobody's running out of urine. Wow. Have you guys heard that before? I I feel like it's a phrase that has been used, but I've never heard it. If I were to choose the quote of the week, me personally, out of these four, I would say it goes to Chris. It's okay to respond one time. The more you speak on it, the more you show that it bothers you. Ah, quote of the week, baby. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Yins guys for listening to the show another week. I appreciate Yinsguys' ears. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And don't forget to follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. And I am so excited. I can't wait to talk to you guys about my Charleston trip. Uh, We'll see if I meet or see at least. I don't know if I would meet one of the Southern Charmers. That would be cool. But I don't even know how how I would act. I'm not really sure. You know what, though? I think I would act normal because I met the family karma peeps and they were great. Um, so we'll see. Will I be looking? Absolutely. Will I be stalking? No, because I got other shit to do. I'm going to be with my closest girlfriends. I hope you guys have a kick-ass week and I can't wait to discuss more Potomac shit with you next time. And uh, yeah, until then, see you guys later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.